Everybody, this is your host Brandy J, and you're listening to Voices of Courage Walk Talk. I have with me a very, very awesome guest today. He goes by the name of Randall Silver. He's a YouTuber, um, podcaster, consultant, a mentor, and uh, chief revenue official. Hey there, Randall. How you doing? You can call me Randy, or actually, maybe because your name is my name with a D. Maybe you call me Randall, so people aren't confused. <laughs> Randy, Randy, huh? I didn't even pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people will call me Brandy when I'm drunk. That's my drunk bike uh, alternative <laughs> name is Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you for coming on. I've been like looking forward to you having you on all day. So, uh, so excited to have you here. Me as well. Thank you. And to everyone out there listening, I hope you guys are having a great day. Hopefully I can provide some value and share um, my story and where I'm at. Yes, of course. Of course. Well, uh, I guess I wanted to start by um, asking you, uh, how did you, yeah, like what, what inspires you? Because when I was like reading, you know, I even went on your LinkedIn and stuff, it sounds like you're just, you uh, have, you're a motivated person and you just want, and you want, want everybody else around you or like your team to be inspired and to go for what they want and to be great leaders. Thank you. I'm glad that shows because that's literally what I do. What inspires me is inspiring other people. I love enabling people's success. And that's why I think me being a sales manager role, myself hosting a podcast, YouTube channel, it's all around having a motivating message to make other people accomplish their goals and dreams. So if I can make one person happy, if I can make one person feel confident that they're able to aspire to their goals and dreams and make it happen, then I feel like I'm successful. And that's what motivates me every day is just making people's lives better. That's awesome. That's a really like authentic place, of, uh, a selfless place, you know? Yeah, fair, fair enough. Like it's probably detrimental because I always put other people before me. And you're probably like, oh, this guy, Randy, this is all fake. But like, no, I promise you, I am all about motivating and helping other people first. And it definitely has affected me negatively in places where I don't put myself first and it's hurt me, unfortunately. But I'm OK with that. if That means I help other people. Yeah, as a sacrifice for something, you know, for something when you when it comes to uh doing for others exactly yeah. exactly awesome. okay so um forgive me i just like relocated at this moment um to a whole nother room <laughs> okay so you um with you you have a podcast also correct yes and you started it over during the quarantine Yeah, I was sitting at home. I went home to my parents' house in Orange County, California to take care of them. Because obviously when coronavirus happened, we didn't really know people could go out of their house, like what it was like. So I went home to take care of my parents. And I was watching Charles Barkley on TNT. And he he was talking about how everyone's lives suck. And especially without sports on TV, you realize your life sucks that much more unless you're in the 1% and you're able to like have fun. And again, I'm all about positivity and motivating people. And I was like, that is such a negative message to put out in the world. Even if it's partly true, it doesn't need to be said. It's not something that someone in his stature should be talking about in front of millions of people. 
So that motivated me to start my podcast and YouTube channel to do the opposite of what he did and share messages and positivity of people who have overcome adversity, overcome challenges in their lives to be successful so other people know that it's okay and they can do the same thing. So that's that's where my podcast started. Awesome. That's really awesome. So how how successful like are people do people take to it and have you found that it's helping others? It's been fantastic because it's such it's all about overcoming adversity and challenges. It really is a, a wide range of subjects. The one that I just had on this past week, I had a therapist come on and talking about how you can overcome the thought in your head of like you can't do it and push past it and can't do it. I had people come on and talk about insurance, overcoming drug abuse. Uh, I've talked about sales techniques. I've had athletes come on talking about the daily grind. So it's all different walks of life with the same core message of the belief in yourself that you can do it. It won't be hard. It is going to be challenging, but when you focus and you have determination, you can make it happen. That's awesome. And that's like um fitting for you know how usually you have to find your audience with that right there is one that fits all. You know, you don't have to seek out a certain one that even ch- uh, school-aged children, you know, exactly from that mentality and that, you know, that perspective. Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much. And again, if you're out there and you have any self-doubt, the podcast is called Leap of Faith, uh, not Faith, F A I T H F A T E, because I want you to take your own fate in your hands. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all the good stuff. I love it. I like you, Randy. <laughs> Thank you. I like you, Brandy, as well. <laughs> I know we agreed on Randall, but you know. <laughs> no worries. Honestly, when people call me Randall, it takes me back to growing up and I got in trouble by teachers and my parents with the name Randall. So like it has a negative connotation <laughs> in my head anyway. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, here comes the hitter. Because this right here is something that I've been, um, you know, having a good time in actually is Clubhouse. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool. It's always something different. You know, you can find, I don't know how to explain it to people. I'm just like, if you have an invite, just take it. It's an experience. I can't explain it. You just have to go. <laughs> just, just go in and just see what's going on. The way that I like to describe Clubhouse to people, it's an app. It's an audio only app. So think of anything where you get the, like Instagram, you're looking at people's pictures, YouTube, you're watching videos. This is an app that's just audio only. So it's like a live podcast 24 seven in every room is a different subject. So you can go in the rooms that you want to listen to people talk about, but then take it to the next level. You can then host your own room. People will join you in your room and listen and you guys can have dialect about what you're talking about. If you don't want to talk to people, you can just sit and listen to the room. So it's literally like podcasting on steroids. It's so awesome to meet like-minded people. Yes, it is. So how long did it take you, um, you know, because, you know, you go through the stages of like, some of those rooms can be intimidating. You know, it could be a lot of people. So it took me a, a while before I raised my hand. <laughs> you know, that was like nerve wracking for me for some reason, but I finally did. And then I still have not hosted my own room yet. How was that for you? How quick did you go ahead and dive in? So I was actually the complete opposite. I hosted my own room and raised my hand the first moment. I love podcasts. I'm a huge podcaster, of course, as we talked about. I love listening to podcasts. So when I got in the clubhouse early January, when I got the invite, I was hooked so quick. I spent like three days nonstop. I actually was supposed to go on a date with a girl, called in sick, <laughs> told her I couldn't make it out. I, <laughs> I was so into it. I loved it. And I was 
talking to people about podcasting, talking to people about sports, talking to people about sales, life, uh, stocks, economy, everything. And some rooms I was very active speaking. Other rooms, something to say around Bitcoin, where I really didn't understand Bitcoin much. I was just there to listen and try to grow. And the cool part about the clubhouse, as you found as well, I'm sure, is it's not about how many followers you have. It's not about how many likes you have. It's about the value you provide. On Instagram, you see someone's pictures like, oh, a million likes on that picture. You're like, oh my God, that person must be like hot or famous. There's nothing like that on Clubhouse. So the value you provide and how you speak to the person on Clubhouse and what the, what you're saying matters. And that's what's going to provide you people who want to join your room or more followers. So that's what I loved about it was you know, in the grand scheme of life, I'm a nobody, you know, fair enough. I'm not some person with a billion followers, million followers on Instagram, but I could talk about stuff that I knew and that would gravitate the people wanting to be part of my rooms. And I feel like I now have lifelong friends throughout the world, the people I've met, and we still talk on a daily basis and I help them with their stuff and they help me with me. And that's what's so cool about the connections you can make. Yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. I love it. I love how people, uh, you know, it's a, uh, has it like a way different feel, you know, in a lot of different um, social media apps, uh, you uh, come across a lot of bullcrap and, and trolls. And I like the way they hold it down in there. They're not playing around. I tell people, I'm like, look, if you're just looking to screw around, that's not the place. They'll, 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 they'll put you out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they will. It's, well, it's all about the value. And like, like that's what it goes back to is, yeah, you said it perfectly. If you're just gonna be there and mess with people, or you're gonna say wrong information or try to troll people, they have play. Um, they have rules in place where you can report people who are trolls, or you can report people being wrong. There's actually been multiple cases of people getting kicked off the app that went public because they were saying racist stuff, or they were accused of doing stuff of that nature. And the app has zero tolerance, which is just a fantastic thing. Yeah, and which shows that it is very possible for one to have that kind of control over their app and not, you know, to have their users come to, uh, you know, harassment or abuse. I agree. I agree. And you can't see people's faces. So it's all about the voice. And I think I have a very sexy voice. So people like listening to me. <laughs> Kidding. Well, I guess you do. <laughs> <In their day. laughs> oh, wow. It's all the microphone. Well, <laughs> you know, and you know what? Also, I, I find... You know, because I really think about it like when I first started, because I, I have like, I call myself an app whore. So I kind of put myself in a place where if you need to know about some apps or I can even say I'm an app, I qualify as an app critic because I have a lot of like, if you give me a platform to go live or to talk, you don't know what you've just done. So, you know, I, I really gravitate to those types of, you know, apps. And I, I never really horned in on the like, just listening to to someone's voice they both have different benefits from it but when you take away the, when you see the person and you just listen you can hear them just the voice it you get a, a better feel or sense and you'll get to listen more i agree so let me ask you this question how come you haven't felt comfortable enough yet to either host your own room or go up on stage and start talking um, well, I went on stage. I finally, I did that. I broke that got it, one. Got it. And but my own room, uh, I don't know yet. That's the thing. I think it's because I have so many like different like shows and stuff. And I get, I don't really with this one. I just don't know what I should like. Do I need this major theme? Can I switch it up? And and then I'm not gonna lie. 
for some reason I feel like what what if no one comes comes in or how does that work do I have to put out the invites or, or but I guess that that's not how that works well, well actually that, that's a really <laughs> good point to start a room you know maybe they changed a bit two three months ago again it's a relatively brand new app it's a year old so they're really you know changing stuff weekly to try to optimize it I would start rooms and if you don't have a second person in the room with you it wouldn't show up on people's hallway and the hallway is the thing where you can see everyone's rooms you click in then you go to the room and I would just be sitting there for like 20 minutes and nobody came into my room and I it definitely had a emotional and it you know toll like am i not popular do people not want to hear what i'm talking about but you need to realize it's not you it's just the app isn't showing your room to people because you don't you're not having people in it once i started hosting rooms with two or three people it, then we got like 15 20 people coming in in the first five minutes and that 15 20 those people invite two to three people and slowly it grew from like 60 to 100 and at one point um this is, I think, the next part of the conversation. You know, I was hosting rooms with like 500 people in it, and it was so exhilarating to see that many people wanting to just listen to the conversations that we're having, bringing people on stage so that they can participate and back and forth. And it really, people just kept saying, We appreciate how you're hosting the room, we appreciate the value the room is providing. Well, this is the best rooms on Clubhouse because it feels like a family versus something where it's, it doesn't feel tangible to you. Awesome. Well, you know, definitely you're gonna have to um, I'm gonna have to look for you on there. You know, go on there a little bit later, and uh, we can host a room together. That'd be fantastic. That'd be super fun. Oh, that be after awesome. the after of the pod, <laughs> right? You, like break me on in yeah. there, huh? <laughs> At Clubhouse after dark with Brandy and Randy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, how did Clubhouse get you your job? Where you are, your job? Like that's very cool. Awesome. So that's a great uh, conversation. I'm gonna go in a little bit of a monologue to help tell the story. But at any point, just feel free to interject and ask questions. So, uh, I've been. I'm 28. I live in San Diego, California. Before the pandemic happened, I was living in San Francisco, California, working for Cisco, the IT company. I started there when I was 21. I got into that company via an acquisition. So the day I started at, a, at the startup, they got bought by Cisco. Fast forward six years, I had moved up the corporate ladder and I had a very good job leading a global team. Very humble to have the opportunity and the hard work that took to it. When I was at home during coronavirus, taking care of my parents, you know, we all had to work remotely and I moved myself from living in San Francisco where it's mad expensive to San Diego, a bit cheaper, go live on the beach, don't need to live in city life. It's not the same. But through all this in the coronavirus and starting my own podcast, starting my own YouTube, everything, it got me thinking, what is life like on the opposite side where I could be more of an entrepreneur or learn and, you know, back to startup life where it's not this corporate ladder, corporate environment. So I've always been interviewing people with that mindset on my own podcast, and it's been something in the back of my head. With that preface, does that all make sense, Brandy? Yes, it Awesome. Does. So then to continue the conversation, there was a room in the clubhouse called Shark Tank, or it was a play on Shark Tank, like the TV show with Mark Cuban, all those people. They were doing that in clubhouse, and they would get 1,000, 2,000 people a night to listen to this room, 
and it would be 30 to 40 entrepreneurs, investors, things like that. They'd bring people on stage to pitch them their products, their businesses, their ideas. And if they would literally do deals on stage and this room would go for like four or five hours, it was so much fun to listen to. Like I love Shark Tank TV show. I love the entrepreneur spirit. So like it was fun. However, I don't have a business and I don't have an idea like that. So I was like, I'm never going to go on stage and try to pitch them because I don't have it. It was a Friday night, probably middle to end of January. It was a rainy night. I wasn't going out. I was just sitting on my computer watching YouTube videos, just, you know, low key night. And they were hosting it. So I was listening to the room and they were opening the room that night to everybody. Usually there's a theme. And this theme this Friday was anything. If you guys want advice, if you want to invite someone to come on your podcast, if you want to just counsel, anybody can come on, do your pitch. And then when you're done with your pitch, we'll grade it and we'll give you whatever you want. So I was like, cool, this is my chance. I'll invite people onto my podcast, a leap of faith to come listen or come talk. And then maybe I'll get some listeners out of it. So I go, I raise my hand. It took them three hours to bring me on stage. So now I started at 6 p.m. when the room opened. It's now 9 p.m. I finally got on stage and I'm like, great, I'm going to pitch my podcast. I can't wait. And I had this idea in my head, the back of my head. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I pitch something different? Why would I just do my podcast? I feel like I'm underscoring myself. What if I work for them. Like if I have this idea of like, I want to get into this entrepreneur investor lifestyle, I want to come learn from these people versus just talk on a podcast. Like I want to be in their life every day. So instantly I wrote up a one minute high level pitch, basically sales pitch of why these people should hire me to work for them. Luckily it took another two hours for them to, from when they brought me on stage to actually say my name, Randy, is to return the pitch. There were probably five, six people in front of me you know, they take like 10, 15 minute conversations. They do side banter and whatnot. So it took them a while. Fair enough. And there were still a thousand people in the room. So 11 o'clock, they're like, finally, Randy Silver, your turn to speak. What are you here to talk about? And I said, hey, you know what? I'd rather just say my pitch and go with it. So there's 40 moderators on stage. Of the 40 moderators, 36 of them are entrepreneurs who are rating people, three people like me waiting on stage. And then there's a thousand people in the audience listening. They're like, okay, Randy, go. I take a deep breath and then I go. And they kind of went like this. Hey everybody, my name is Randy Silver. I am 28 years old. I live in San Diego, California. I'm here today to not pitch you a business. I'm here today to not pitch you a product. I'm here today to pitch you an outside the box idea. And that idea is why you should hire me to work for you. I am a global manager at a top Fortune 100 company by 28. I have integrated multiple companies that they bought together. I have lead a team of over 25 people across four continents. I have over 100 million in ARR and under my team that comes in every year. I have operational excellence that will help you and your organization be able to grow and achieve the heights that you need. Not every person in this company that you have is the doer. Excuse me. Not every person in the company that you have has that idea, but every person in that company needs a doer to execute the ideas. And I will be that person to execute those ideas for you as I have for Cisco. And so I, I gave that pitch and sorry, a little bit rough. I haven't given it since that moment. And crickets, it was radio silence for about five to eight seconds. I'm like, F, did I do bad? What did they, did my app crash? I'm sitting there. And then someone just goes, this dude is fake. This dude is lying. <laughs> I was like, oh my <laughs> God. 
So this dude's calling me out in front of like a thousand people. And I said, respectfully, sir, I'm not lying. Please go to my LinkedIn, Randy Silver, and you'll see everything I said is right there. After five more seconds, someone goes, nope, this guy's right. Everything's on his LinkedIn. He's got the references. He's got the reviews. This guy's legit. Once that was said, within 10 seconds, I had eight people on the app like talk over each other. Hey, Randy, I sent you a LinkedIn message. Hey, Randy, I sent you an Instagram message. Hey, Randy, I sent you a LinkedIn message. Hey, Randy, take my phone number down. And it was like instantaneous of them all wanting to speak to me off the app. And I was like stoked. So they kept asking more questions and more questions. And they were about to then give you a review. It was zero to 10 based on your pitch. They review you at the very end. And that was the whole point was I wanted to hear my pitch and like get reviewed. And then drum roll, the app crashed. Literally for everybody, their app crashed. And it just died. Wow. I was like, this is my luck. Of course. Of course <laughs> the app would crash. Luckily, <laughs> I had those 10 people who have messaged me on LinkedIn and Instagram. So, you know, first thing I did was I called my parents. And I was like, mom, dad, you have no idea what just happened. Because they love Shark Tank too. And their response was, Randy. No, we have no idea what you're talking about. We get the concept, but we don't actually get what Clubhouse is or what you're talking about. So congratulations, but we don't get it. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, whatever, whatever. So then when I move forward, I hit up each of the person on LinkedIn and Instagram. They all messaged me back and said, Randy, your pitch was awesome. We love what you're doing. If you're serious about a job interview, we'd love to speak to you. One person in particular, um, I can't say his name yet, but one person, uh, he's a CEO of a company that I work at now, Neat AB. And he's like, hey, Randy, can I get your phone number? He called me that night. He was actually on the East Coast. So it was one o'clock his time. And he said, hey, Randy, you know, I had been on the app for 10 minutes. You were the first person I heard in the room, my first time ever in Clubhouse. I'm looking for a chief revenue officer to run my new startup. Are you interested on the interviewing? So it was serendipitously that I had to wait like five, six hours in this room to give my pitch. And he had been in the room for 10 minutes. So I was like, oh my God, this is fate. This is karma coming back to me for trying to be a good person my whole life. This is meant to be. So I interviewed with him literally the next day. I have, a, I have long hair. I have my hair in a man bun and he had long hair. And he had his hair in a man bun. The first thing he said in the interview was, we're man bun twins. I think we're going to like each other. I was like, oh my God, this is unreal. This is too perfect. His interview went really well. He asked me to give a presentation in front of him and his investors, a uh, go-to-market presentation. So review the product, review the industry, review everything around what I would do in my first 90 days. That was two days after my first interview. I spent all Sunday, didn't go out uh, again, canceled the date on the girl because I told her we'd go out on Sunday, had to cancel that date, unfortunately. So obviously you can see uh, I put myself first in this situation finally, and they, it went great. I crushed the interview and created them a 15 slide deck presentation. They were wild. And a week later, they offered me the chief revenue officer position and I took it. I told Cisco, put my two weeks in. Um, that was tough. All those people have seen me grow up through my 20s. I helped a lot of people be, become successful in the careers, you know, built the business up. So it was a tough two weeks, a lot of crying, a lot of tears of joy, a lot of tears of sadness to leave those people. But I've been in this new role now for over a month and I'm enjoying it. It's everything I thought it would be about 
working at a five-person company, trying to build a company from the ground up, make a name for yourself, doing everything from making the cold calls to making the cold emails to leading the sales calls to doing the quotes to account management, and I'm really enjoying it. So it was a blessing in disguise that out of nowhere, a Friday night, being on Clubhouse, literally changed my life. And I'll end the story there. Wow, that is that is awesome. Um, I'm listening, and I re- I had um, met uh, a, a lady um, through a, a podcaster, um, like where you get guests, and um, she happened to bring up. She was eventually, you know, starting her business, but she brought up Clubhouse. And she said she just went in there to the speaker to go speak about her trauma, you know, because that's what she wants to, you know, help people with. And she said she just went to go tell that story. And then she said her whole life began after that story. And everybody just was like, so, you know, because it was very deep, you know, a deep story about, you know, why her mom, her father, how he murdered her mom. And, you know, she just was just told it all. And, and you know, I'm seeing that that clubhouse, I didn't, you know, I don't know if it's just me and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've not really heard of many social media apps that can give a story somebody could give a story to you know what has to do by going into that platform that they got such a huge opportunity have you i think not because with like instagram it's a photo maybe it's a reel or it's a video like people don't usually sit and watch long videos same with youtube like you really have to be invested to watch it the video when you're on the audio app, you're just listening to people and it feels very natural because you're used to listening to the radio. You're used to listening to podcasts. So when someone comes on stage and they're like, hey, tell your story, like if you're, you're going to want to listen to that story because it feels very natural because you're hearing their voice versus just seeing something like on your phone. It's more if it's like in your head. So I get what you're saying. Hmm, that was pretty amazing. So would you say that always being authentic and being yourself is very important no matter what when it comes to uh, pursuing I think excuse me my apologies I think being your authentic self it shouldn't matter what you're doing when you're doing it not just business not just on an app should be 24 7 the people that I surround myself in my life know that I'm driven, I'm hardworking, I'm a bit of an introvert. I know it may not sound like it, but I'm definitely have introvert personalities. But when I'm an extrovert, I'm so goofy. I love laughing, I love making other people laugh. And people love my authentic self. And that's why I'm, they're my best friends, because they're like, Randy, you're just Randy. You're so unique, I don't know how to describe it. And I want every, everybody else in the world to feel comfortable to live their own skin, regardless of your whatever racial tone you are, regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of your religion. It just stinks that we can't be in the role where you can be the person you want to be 24-7 without judgment and whatnot. And I just hope that you feel comfortable in your life to do that. And if you don't, you can make changes to hopefully get you to that point. Yeah, for sure. What would you tell someone that, you know, that has something that they want to to do, like, you know, like, like yourself? What, what would they start if they wanted to pitch something to someone or want had a business or something that they they believed in but how would they get someone else to believe that's the million dollar question right there <laughs> that's a great question <laughs> i think a good place to start is 
creating a plan. People want to understand the details behind it. So if you have an idea or you have a process, you're like, oh, this this is it. Find a way to create a plan. If that means like it's a PowerPoint presentation or it's a whiteboard or even like on a notepad piece of paper so that you can visualize it. And once you can visualize it, then you can articulate it. Once you can articulate it, that's where you can go in the clubhouse and you can go to the rooms. And there's so many people in clubhouse who are hosting like the room that I went in where it's like, pitch your idea or you can find other like-minded people. You could even create a room that says, I have an idea, one advice. And people are willing to give you advice. You On LinkedIn, you can post stuff like that. So I think once you are able to articulate the idea, you're able to visualize it, just starting to publicize it out there so that people who are able to support you and help you will be able to give you that help and support. Okay. And also, I like the way you carried yourself, you know, <laughs> when the person said that you were fake. You know, I guess people don't... I mean, if you consider the world we live in, sometimes it's hard to believe that. I guess you're saying as a compliment. It's <laughs> yeah. <true. laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Honestly, like this might be weird, but I've like I've never been in a fist fight before. I've probably never really been in like a true fight with someone. I would rather be submissive and just let people win because I'm so confident and so uh, I feel confident in my own skin. Like if someone calls me fake, like. It's just words. It's not going to affect who I am. Like you said, I know what I provide and the value I am. Right. If that person doesn't believe in me, there's another 6 billion people in the world that have the opportunity to believe in me. So that person saying fake, I've dealt with so much criticism in my life and people who've always doubted me. Uh, and I'm just like, cool, you know, I appreciate your opinion, but this is how I think you're wrong. This is why you're wrong. If I would have went at it like, yo, what the heck? That's not cool. You call me fake? Like, one, it doesn't improve my point whatsoever. And two, it just angers everybody on the app. They're like, oh, this guy's immature. That person's right. So by me just being calm and me just being professional, it only helps my cause. Yes, yes. And I was going to, that's why I was leading to, um, to also, it popped in my head, like, you know, delivery. Like when you're, and when you're up against, you have to like be able to take, you know, when someone says something maybe that you don't even like and how you respond to it, even it could be the most messed up thing that they said, but I, I, I tend to think that you have to think it through and what is, what do you want the outcome to be from it? And then when you deliver it, that's going to be the outcome and you have to, you know, kind of back yourself up and just answer it. You know, you can't do it with passion. You know, you can't, if you don't understand what yep. I'm trying to say, it's kind of like, I've been seeing this lately with people and they think because it's for the better good that, you know, the delivery doesn't matter because they're so passionate. And I'm like, but your results. I agree. Just because you make, just because you make your voice louder (laughs) and you're able to speak and be like, puff your chest out. It doesn't mean that you're right. It's the way that it's said and the way that you go about it. I think something that's really helped me is a technique that a lot of people um, maybe haven't done. If you have, you understand is meditation. It's really helped me in my life because I've dealt with, um, a lot of disgruntled employees of my time, they would stress me out. And I would feel myself wanting to raise my voice to try to get my opinion or get my voice across to people. And so when I would start meditating, it just really helped me deal with stress management and understand that I don't need to be that person to be the loudest. When the when I know I'm right, 
I can just talk in a normal voice and it'll be okay because the right answer will always come out. When I'm wrong, it's helped me understand that I am wrong and own up to being wrong in the situation and telling that person they're right. And that helps diffuse the situation as well because they don't think that, as that person said, you're fake, you're fake. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you know what? You're right. I actually am wrong in this situation. I apologize. Moving forward, I will make sure to listen to your point of view better. And people re- understand and respect the fact that you're re- respecting what they're saying. Awesome. Yep. Gotta know how to communicate and talk. Yeah. And that's, that's important. Because I think it, it could be make it. Definitely I agree. Make it and actually, I have another story for Clubhouse if I can share it really quickly. So this is this is actually a totally different story. Just as cool, I would like to think is they were doing a room, and in the room it was a travel agent room, and they were talking about like top stories for traveling. So I was just listening. I was like, oh, that's super cool. And then I was about to leave the room, and she's like, okay, are you guys ready for the contest? And I was like, ooh, contest. Let's see what we can win. And they asked people to create mm-hmm. memes, and then use a hashtag on Instagram. And the best meme that they would create would get a four night, five day trip to Cancun, all expensive paid resort. And I was like, oh, this is fun. So I went on memegenerator.com and I just found like all the, you know, the basic memes out there that are very popular. And their, their theme was um, entrepreneurship, like create memes around entrepreneurship. And the, the meme, if you guys remember, it's like a guy and a girl in bed, married couple maybe. And the girl's like, I wonder what the guy's thinking about. And the guy was thinking about, he's like, I was thinking about my next project. There was something, I did it much better. It was like, it made the theme, it, but that was the concept of it. And my meme, got, my meme got voted on Instagram with the most likes. And then three days later, I had in my email a, hey, Randy, congrats, you won the meme contest. Here is your free trip. So I have the next 18 months to go to Cancun wow. uh, with a plus one. So ladies, I am single if you're out there hit me up <laughs> and uh, I get a free trip to Cancun. I just have to get myself down to Cancun. But once I'm there, they'll pick me up at the airport, all expenses, uh, resort, all that goes with it. And it should be a great time. So I've got a new job off of clubhouse. I got a new, I got a free trip to Cancun off of clubhouse. So it's really something that has changed my life for the better. Wow. Clubhouse wow. raise the roof. <laughs> <laughs> And also how you assess it, you know, how you choose yeah. to use it. So, but, uh, wow, yeah, I'm amazing. excited. Obviously, you know, I hope everyone is safe through coronavirus, staying healthy. So probably not the right time to travel yet, but I'm excited to use it when I can. Okay. Wow. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm even more excited <laughs> <laughs> than before. Yeah. It's making me think like, okay, now I can just, you know, it's just giving me all kind of, you know, give me hope <laughs> I, I, I truly believe in putting yourself out there I think when you put yourself out there you break your comfort zone you break your boundaries good things will happen it may not feel like it in the moment but you'll see yourself grow or th- good things will happen out of you p- breaking your comfort zone I think with Clubhouse that's like yourself Brandy and other people I've spoken to in there they're like oh my god like I met one person and she said that her father recently passed away and Clubhouse gave her a way to just talk to people. She was feeling very lonely, you know, being stuck in quarantine by herself. Her father passed away. They're super close. And she can just talk to people in Clubhouse whenever she wants. It makes her feel, you know, loved and wholesome and have that connection when she can't be around other people because of coronavirus. And that's the beauty of what social media can do for people. Yeah, that's really 
But what what has been something that you can say has been the most memorable for you in your experience with your journey and your new career? Great question. This is why you're a host. You asked some really good questions. (laughs) (laughs) I would say it's the connections I make. I'm really trying to foster connections and find the good in people. And I feel like everyone that I've worked with or I've met in business or personal life, I try to make the best impression on them. And I want them to leave knowing that Randy's a friend for life and Randy exudes positivity. So I've had people from all walks of life come back to me and say, especially the people I used to manage who got promoted said, Randy, without you, I never would be at where I'm at today because of the leadership you provided, because of the toolage you provided, because of the opportunities you gave me. Or people I met on my business travels and said, you know what? I love working with Randy. That dude is a stand-up individual. He works hard. He has the right morals and is someone that you should keep in your life. So when people are able to relay that type of stuff to me, that knows that the morals and that how I try to live my life is resonating with people. Like what you said earlier when we first started the podcast saying, you know, Randy, looking at your LinkedIn, this shows your positivity, you motivate people, you try to do that. But I'm so happy that that is the image that's getting portrayed because that's how I try to live every day. That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Definitely. I'll tell you later why why I love it so much because, you know, it's it's about you, not me. (laughs) Is there anything you would have done differently? In my just my career so far? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I've done anything differently. I think the one thing that has been hard is, and this is maybe just too big of a generalization, is we expect people in high school to go straight to college and know what they want to do. You got to pick your major. You got to do X, Y, Z. You got to go through the four years and go straight into your career. And I really didn't feel like I knew what I wanted to do when I was 18, when I was 21. I kind of pigeonholed myself by having to pick a major, pick a career. So am I doing right now what my passion is? Do I love selling and being a sales manager, selling IT security, and now I'm selling e-commerce? No, like my passion is sports. I absolutely love sports. And I'm not working for sports every day. And that definitely hurts my soul to a degree. But with on the flip side, because I always try to do positivity, is I find other outlets. I'm always playing sports. I'm always watching sports. I'm able to have a podcast and YouTube channel. I'm able to try to help people in the same way that a manager would help his team in sports. So I find different outlets. So if I could go back and do something again, it would try to maybe change that career trajectory. But at the same time, I'm able to still live and have a great life and know what I'm doing. And I'm really happy with it because the life I have provides me to follow the passions that I want to follow. That's awesome. Good stuff here. I have not written a book. (laughs) I've never actually thought about it. It, (laughs) I don't even know where to start to write a book. So it would be something I probably would. Yeah. Let's do audio. Again, I do have that sexy voice. I've never thought about writing a book. Again, I don't know where to start. I think it's something that would be really cool. I think I'm still writing my my own personal story, and I would want that story to be finished before I would be able to write a book about it. Yeah, you know what else is cool? Maybe you could target it towards like the, you know, because the other day it's crazy that this came up. Me and a friend were talking about how parents and stuff just affect you just to zoom, you know, straight out there out of high school, and and 
you know, go, you know, know what you, you want to do and what you're supposed to do. And he was kind of referring it to like culture based too. He's like, why? <laughs> he said, why do black people do this? And just soon or your 18th birthday is even about to come up, your parents will start telling you, I don't know what you think you're about to do, but you're not about to stay <laughs> around here. You better get yourself together and get, you know? And it, I was like, I know, right? He said, you notice other people, other cultures, they tend to, you know, you'll see uh, someone that is 18 or 19, they're still at home, but, but they're also going to school and, you know, their parents, uh, you know, they kind of like let them figure things out. And I said, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I was just like, it was in a funny, and we were speaking in a funny way, like, why, why, do, why are we like that? I was like, I know, right? I said, I think I recall slightly having a conversation like that with my son. He's only 14. <laughs> like, you got seven more years, boy. You better figure out what you got. <laughs> but I think that comes down to that you're so right. It's like, but, my parents have been super supportive of me and in my endeavors whatever i am they're always my biggest cheerleaders my biggest fans and some people don't have that when they turn 18 they're kicked out and they're on their own so i think it, it's a really good point that you made yeah yeah most definitely I th- and i think it's something to, to to take a look at and to help you know like even maybe for you i'm not trying to tell you what to do but i'm just saying that that would be pretty cool you know because the youth they need you know i, I tend to gravitate more towards like youth and bullying and stuff they they need but it's the parent parents too you know what i mean that because we don't know everything but like for young people to know that it's okay not to know right away you know you're just freshly out of high school and that's like a mind-blowing thing itself you're like wow okay. I, I agree i agree in the bullying part yeah. you know i was bullied growing up as well so that's actually a very soft spot for me probably a different podcast we can talk about but like i definitely dealt with yeah. physical and mental bullying so much and maybe that's why i'm such a go lucky positive person nowadays because i know what it's like to not have that in my life and i want to make sure that people feel that they are never in that position that i was this is a wow okay See, this is one of those things too like like you said i went on clubhouse and i did you know something great happened and i had a podcast with you know with you and I would have never known that you had that story, you know, yeah. bullying and all. Uh, it's something I've been dealing with with my son, and then more. Yeah, the I I completely agree. I I'm the biggest advocate, and one of the things as well is my mom's a special education teacher, so I've always grown up around special needs students, and you know, I was their biggest advocate, and I was their partners, and like I saw them getting bullied. And because I was there with them, helping them out, like I would stand up for them, be like, that's not okay. And I was roped into getting bullied by the same people for some of those connections. And if I could go back and redo it again, I would 100% of the time make the same decision because it's not okay whatsoever. Yep. Exactly. Not to be exactly. Like that one video we saw in New York where unfortunately yeah. the, um, the, the older Asian lady, I think it was, got jumped on the street and two people just sat there and watched and locked the door like not okay not yeah. okay if you see something wrong going on you need to jump in okay and, and help people out it's not okay it's, it's scary that's like the world becomes like conditioned to stuff like that and it's like what's what's going on here that's not okay it's not normal and i always tell people what if it was you what if it was exactly you would want someone to help you know so you gotta look at it like that but I saw this whole like little, you know how they do those um, shows where they mess, kind of like mess with people. They put, they give you real life situations. Yeah. It's just like a show, kind of like a punk, you know? 
and they had this woman walking on the street and the man came up and snatched her up like kidnapped her grabbed her and it was enough people it was so many people and do you know no one didn't there are people like what did that just happen they looking at each other like did he just some people just sitting there like they see it every day and not, not one person did anything and i was just like oh man it, it sucks it <laughs> sucks i could not agree with what you said more that's very scary but we got to you know bring that back because kindness empathy it's, it's everything it's a change to heal the world i completely agree I, I think a cool part as well is like it, it starts from the top down i mean you don't see in the news people who are giving rhetoric of hate every day and people aren't in the mainstream going to think it's okay so if we start changing how its perception is and how we start changing who says what and what they're saying it will have a trickle effect down on the collective society very true very true wow this is amazing well i do have only three short questions left for you they're kind of on a more you know like a saying that this hasn't been like but it's been a very good <laughs> positive and inspiring like you know uh talk here um i think the, the audience are awesome i think it. i think your audience will hopefully like it too so i'm ready for those three questions all right so if you could give your life a movie title what would it be if i could give my life this is a great question i've never thought about that before <laughs> it would be deuces just straight word deuces that, that's what it would be <laughs> i like that i love it i love it okay all right so I don't know if you ever heard this one before, or maybe have. What would you choose as your superpower? I would love the ability to read people's minds. I would love that ability to just be able to know what they're thinking. They would, and and that could go from like being a teenager trying to like you know date a girl to like nowadays like what is my boss thinking? Good stuff. Like all that goes in between. I would love to be able to read someone's mind. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I thought it was going to be something in there. I'm thinking like we kind of have a like, mind would be, be invisible. Yeah, being invisible is really kind on. of like reading someone's mind to a degree because you could just sit there and watch their actions and they're not going to know you're around. Now I can just hear that. But even, if you're invisible, I technically can still beat you because I could still hear what you're thinking, Brandy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, and the last one. What message could you give to, you know, considering everything that that's going on in, in the world, like from the pandemic, the, the race, hate, and, and all, and just everything, what message could you give to everyone that, you know, could you do a lot of positivity? What could you say to a nation to kind of help us healing or understand? The nation, please stay together. We're all on this world. We're are one group of people. We're one planet. And we need to be in this together, regardless of your skin tone, your orientation, anything. Stay together. 
love your neighbor like you love yourself love your child like you love yourself love everybody and just be a good person and when we're all good people good things will happen when negativity and hate spews that's when things go haywire so if we're all able to just act civil be nice treat people the way you want to be treated regardless of anything out there then i think we're on the right path and good things will happen I love it. I think that's my <laughs> new best friend. We're like so I love best it. friends. I, like I said, I'm always, I always love meeting new people, like-minded people. And, you know, Brandy, how I got connected to Brandy, we didn't bring it up, was she posted something. I think it was on either Potted or the Facebook group and was talking about people wanting to come on. And like, I just reached out and said, hey, I think I have a cool message to share. And here we are. And this has been such a fun hour so far. Yes, it has been. I thank you so much for spending time with us here. And definitely, if you ever want to come back on, do Q&As or just anything, you have a message. Awesome. I would love to. If you guys have any questions that you want to reach out to me, you can find me on LinkedIn, Randy Silver, my YouTube, Apple, and Spotify, Leap of Fate. You can hit me up there as well. Please go back and watch the videos. Please give Brandy a five-star review. She's awesome. This is a great podcast as well. Thank you. you heard the man. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. And uh, this was so much fun. And until next time, this is Brandy J, Voices of Courage, Walk the Talk. Peace.